the trademark on all his work is love.
after everything that's going on, just do this now. You, you don't got to worry about anything else. God says that he's going to take care of all your needs. But, but most importantly right now, be a son. You don't have to focus on what you're going to be in the future. You don't have to focus on what you're going to do in college. Just focus on being a son.
that we're not at the mercy of our family, that we're not at the mercy of our friends, that we're not at the mercy of our job, Lord. We're at the mercy of a king, a high, powerful king, Lord, who is mighty, who is more powerful than anything we could ever imagine, but yet his mercy is greater than anything else. Thank you, Father. Well, Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor, Lord. I pray that you would anoint the words that are going to come out of Mr. Best's mouth, Father. Lord, I pray that he would speak only what you ask for, Jesus. That we would be able to have attentive ears and listen up for the wisdom and the knowledge that he's ready to bestow that's only from the King. We thank you, Jesus, that his wisdom and knowledge is only from the King, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. 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 John, the first one. No, that's the last one. All right, next one. Up. That one. You know, Matthew, after you come and share tonight, you know, you, when, you're, when you're the speaker, you know, you. you you kind of feel like you're, I'm coming for you, but you came for me tonight. You came for me. Because there's nothing greater than unabashed and unashamed worship. There's nothing like it. In 1905, a great revival broke out in Wales, in the UK. And there was, there was some criticism of this doctrine of God because there was there wasn't much preaching. People came and sort of like tonight there was just they were just sing. They were just sing. They were just sing. Or they testify. There was some speaking. But God was on the God came. God came. It was driven by passion. It was driven by passion for Christ and also deep, deep, deep conviction. You know, there's nothing greater when God shows you your own heart. Oh, it, it can be devastating. It can be devastating to see it. And yet, why would we not want to know what God sees? Because when God sees it, he wants to transform it. He wants to transform our lives. I almost want to tell Matthew I don't say anything. Because uh, I can hear your heart tonight. I know you guys aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. In fact, our greatest challenge is with that guy you see in the mirror every morning. But yet, I want to tell you something. Don't let go. Don't let go of finding a place where you can just worship. 
I knew most of your songs. And what I didn't know, being a worship leader, most of my ministry, as a, as a, as, also as a pastor, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of learn how to anticipate the words. But most of the songs I've heard, it, it wasn't the words, the music, it was the passion. It was the passion. You know, there's so much God wants to do, and He's doing it. He's doing it. You just gotta, you just gotta be hungry for it. Psalm forty-one says, one says, like a deer pants for the water. Like the deer pants for the water. So my soul pants for God. How long you, how long can you go in a day without getting a drink of water? God wants our, God wants us. We have activities, we have jobs, we have school. The greatest discipline you can have in your life is for your thoughts to continually return. Your thoughts continually, continually return to the Lord. Matthew 5 8 says, Blessed, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. God won't deny, God will not deny your passion. Hunger and thirst. Matthew, Matthew 6 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's the seeking. It's it's seeking. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And you know, you, 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 you got to realize we're not thinking in terms of stuff. Yeah, love that our stuff just gets in our way. and Works on our anxieties. Yeah. God, He receives our worship. Yeah. What I love is, you know, a new Christian, a new Christian can just fall in love with Jesus, not have any theological training or any experience of what, what, what's going on in churches, but if they just Start seeking the Lord. Just, just make Him there. In fact, the Hebrews 12, 12 2 says, uh, "Looking unto Jesus." Why? Because He's the beginning and the end, and everything in between. So, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And 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 what does it tell us? He said, "For He endured." Right? He despised. You know, Jesus did not. He did not love cross he loved us he endured the cross he despised all that shame but he did it for us mm -hmm. so what what I, I'd like to tell you tonight is pursue pursue the passion of knowing Christ pursue the, the passion of, of knowing Christ and learn how I mean, we've had a great, this has been so awesome tonight. But there's a time when we sing like you sing us, and uh, don't get me wrong, but I love hearing young men sing. The first time I, the first time in my life, uh, there was our staff at our church, we went to hear this fella, and uh, 
and it, he's good, you know, he was a teacher, he was really good. But what I really took from that, took that two-day conference is when 900 men sang together, that's powerful. Because nothing more powerful than having passion and having unity. Mm -hmm. Unity. We're all different. Look at right now. <laughs> look at Look at each other, man. You guys are you're all different. But we can have one heart for Christ. We can have a unity and oneness. Because Jesus said in the 18th chapter of Matthew 19 verse, if any two agree touching any one thing, whatsoever they shall ask come to pass. And I know James says, sometimes we ask a mission, that's right. But guess what? Somebody said to me one time, said, you know, because you know, I we try I love praying for people like we did a while ago. And I love to, I love to do that. So I said, well, God always answer your prayer. I said, no, no, he doesn't, but that hasn't stopped me from praying. Because sometimes, he does. sometimes, yeah. something wonderful takes place. Mm -hmm. Something marvelous takes place. Something holy <laughs> takes place. And so, in, in I don't, I don't really know any of you. You know, I know Matthew, but I don't know you real well, Matthew. I've known your mom and dad, and I've watched you grow up, of course. And uh, Mr. Richardson and your father and me were partners in crime as teenagers. <laughs> but we had a heart for God. Mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, we were teenagers, and sometimes we didn't always pull off things the way uh -huh. we should have been. But I want to tell you, we had, a, we had a heart for Christ. And it was so we got to have this passion and we got to keep going. How do we keep it going? Well, we, we, we make sure we drink from the right well. That we drink. And, and, that, and, that, we, and that we pull up to the table of God's word. Yeah. I mean, you, can't, you, you just can't. It can't be replaced. Yeah. In Psalm uh, 119, in verse 11, is that if you hide it in your heart, it'll help you avoid sin. Yeah. And then on over in verses, uh, I think it's 104 and 105, it says that God's word is a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. It means that God's word helps you where you are and helps you where you're going. And so when we have a thirst and a hunger and a passion and we keep our eyes... We, we pray, Jesus, help me to see you today. I heard, I heard a young lady, that lady say this. I can't remember who it was just recently. I wish I could remember who it was. And they said, you know what? I get up in the morning. And, and she said, I wake up in the morning. I lay there. I start praying. I said, okay, Lord, where are you going today? Because that's where I want to go. I'm going to go where you want me to go. See, as, as young men, as students, as you work, as you... You know, there's nothing, there's nothing more rewarding than being in God's will. Now, yeah, it takes self-denial. Jesus said that, you know, Matthew 16, 24, 25. That means you just can't always do, do what you want to do. So that's what's so awesome about worshiping the Lord. You get your heart open to him and you get your eyes on him and you kind of, you're kind of, you're, you're banding yourself you're abandoning and say, Lord, uh, I want to do what you want me to do. 
And sometimes that, that means you don't do what you want to do. <laughs> yep. If you get what I mean, mm-hmm. want to do what he wants us to do. And you got you got you got to fire that passion, and uh, and then you got to. There'll be times when you just gotta be still. You know, I'm sorry, I can't see anything. I, I'm getting new glasses, and these are readers. So, uh, but uh, it's Psalm 46:10 when he says, "Be still, know that I am God." And really, I'm preaching. Jesus, this is what I preach to myself. And I tell you, uh, I'm 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 70 years old. And I got HD. I got HD. What is it called? ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. yeah. I have HD. And I have my wife bought me the. My wife bought me the shirt. Says squirrel. <laughs> I'm so easily distracted. Now I've tried to be in the pastor for almost 50 years, and it's so easy to distract. You have to really work at it. You have to really work at it. But you know what? It's hard for me to be quiet. Mm-hmm. When I say quiet, not to talk, not talking, but settle in. And my dad has a summer home in Pocahontas County. And one of the great delights when we go there is a, there's a swing out under an apple tree uh, in the yard. And, and I love them where they just spend, my, me and my wife are there, she's, she's reading them or whatever. You get in that swing and just sit there and, do, and just let my mind clear and listen. And you hear things you never heard before. If you'll listen, yeah. you can hear crickets and you can hear the, you can hear the movement of the leaf, mm-hmm. or not, not, and the, and the wing, the bird on the wing. You can, you hear those noises that you don't hear at the time. Yes, reminds me well, of uh, the verse where it says, "If uh, they don't cry out, when the rock will." Yeah. It's not, it's not something to condemn us, but it's a promise. Yeah. That if we, if we take the time, the branches will show us how to That's right. Our arms. That's the right. The birds will remind us how to sing. All the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Now. And if you'll do the same, you know, when you pray, mm-hmm. you see, I'm telling you things I tell myself because I, I, so I have to work at it. But if you'll take the time to learn how to be quiet, it will work. Here, here's, here's how it works. The longer you're able just to, to be quiet before the Lord, because you know what will happen, you start doing it, you'll start thinking about everything, everything, in your mind is speed. But but if you if, if you're willing to take the time, and I know you you can't just do this all the time, but when you get the opportunity, when you're in a place of prayer, or whatever, if you'll wait, if you'll get quiet long enough, and all you chase all those thoughts out of your head, just focus on the Lord, speak His name, just in your mind, your heart, you know you you still know that. It's almost like, like the Lord saying, if you'll be long, you'll be still long enough, I will show you. I will show you. First Peter 3, 15 tells us that we should be ready, we should be prepared to give a to give a reason for our faith. How can you tell people about a God you don't really know very well? But in the scriptures and prayer, you get to know him more and more. And you know. Uh, I remember years back, you know, people came up with phrases on things you should say, and, and there's nothing wrong with the phrases and things you say, except that sometimes they're, they're just kind of contrived, you know. 
that there's times when the Lord will will speak through you. Is the right word? A word fitly spoken, it tells us, is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. That's a that's in Proverbs. So, your passion, your passion that I, that I've experienced with you here tonight, in singing, uh, I wish we could. I wish we could come to the church more often and just worship and sing. You know, there's times I know that they don't need to hear me. They need to hear you. So we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. So we need to we need to nurture and add passion to our hunger. We need to learn to get quiet here from God. And then we need to be prepared. And the Lord prepares us. The Holy Spirit's your best teacher. Yeah. The Bible says he'll lead you into all truth. But again, you have to listen and learn. It's, it's really true. And then, as I mentioned, I mentioned the Hebrews 12, 2 while ago, we really need to be focused. And again, I just confess to you that and I'm somebody who has to work with being focused. You know, my dear wife. We've been married almost, in August, next August 26th, we'll be married 50 years. Wow. 50 years. By the way, your dad dated my wife before I did. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Tough. I'm talking to preachers in back here. But, you know what? Did she and I love I love my wife because she just tells me she's all back in conscious, you know. She tells me, you know, you want to focus here. Well listen, I'm telling you and myself right here, we gotta focus. Yeah. We don't have the luxury. If we're gonna be men of God, we don't have the luxury. We don't have the luxury yeah. of being all over the place. Yeah. So so God's word helps us focus. It really does. And then, one last scripture I want to share with you. It comes from Micah. And this is so powerful. It's been said, it's been talked about, people talk about it. But you need to think about it. The prophet said, He has shown you, old man. What is good? And what does the Lord require of you? Have you ever, uh, have you ever spent had some quiet time and, and just think about that? What does the Lord require of you? Now we know there's all kinds of instruction in the scriptures how we should live, you know. But what does the Lord require of you? It's really, it comes down to this. This is really simple, but it's powerful dynamite <laughs> but to do justly see it's always right to do right it's always right to do right to do justly and to love mercy 
man, there are people around you hurting. You may be hurting. You know. In fact, statistically, would say that many of you here are hurting. Sometimes with no call of your own, and sometimes just by being dumb. Yeah. Dumb guys, you know, guys, we guys can be pretty dumb sometimes. And we need mercy. Yes, we do. We need mercy. We need to show it. And we need to receive it. We need we need to show it. And then we, we need to receive it. See. And what about God's mercy? It's new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh Lord. Yeah. It's new every morning. So you that's a good thing to be thankful for every morning. Oh Lord, I want to thank you for the for the new mercies of God. And then it tells us here to do justly, to love mercy, and then walk humbly with your God. If we all got what we deserve, we all be greed spots. <laughs> That's what your grandpa used to mm -hmm. say all the time. You probably heard him say it. Mm -hmm. but what does it mean to walk humbly? It means to, re to realize that you're here by the grace of God. You're not better than anyone else. About anyone else. You're not less than anyone else. And walk, walk humbly means to walk about what you know you are. Or what you're what you're capable of. And to know we serve a God who will walk with us. Just trust him. Y'all sing about all this. Just trust him. When you don't know what else to do, just trust him. He'll never, he'll never fail you. I try to review regularly about brothers and sisters around the world that are living in places that they're in constant persecution, uh, knowing that every day people are dying for the faith. You know, you can read them. There's a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. It tells you all about the apostles. But you know, there's more. There's more martyrs today. So we need to walk humbly. And one of the parts of walking humbly is this. Thinking about not just yourself but others. Always looking out. Because there's somebody. You walk in a room, look around because there's somebody there. You may just need a pat on the back. Or, may, may, or maybe you just look for somebody to come and say, you know, would you okay if I had a prayer with you? But it all comes back to our passion. Mm -hmm. I, I just, that's why I feel so humble tonight being here. Um, it's my privilege, it really is. And I've just, I've just stepped down from the pastorate. I'm still preaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm no longer the pastorate of my church, our church. Boy, it went pretty fast. So fast. And that's where life is. It goes so fast.
See, I remember when I was sitting here with you. Funny you saying that, because I was, uh, I walked in here this evening and I'm looking around and I'm seeing a whole bunch of younger me. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. And I was sitting here thinking about how when I was, I remember when I was 16, my friends and I, we used to go to the South Charleston Rec Center and play basketball. We used to be able to do it for free. Swim, all that stuff. And they started charging for it. We didn't have money. We didn't have jobs. And it felt like that was literally the last thing that we had left to do, yeah. to do in the city. We were free to do this. And I remember looking at my friend, Shane, saying, man, they don't want us in here. They want us out here. They, they want us out here in the streets. They want us out here pushing drugs. They want us out here doing drugs. They want us out here hurting each other. They want us out here fighting and being in jail and all this stuff. So you're talking about passion. And then we were passionate to just do anything but be at our parents' house. Anything. It didn't matter. And we tried our best to stay out of trouble. We really did, but we had no clue what that was supposed to look like. We didn't want, we didn't want to listen to our mom and dad. We didn't want to listen to our aunts and uncles, our cousins, or anything like that. We didn't want to do things our way. But I, I'm going to be real with you guys for a second. If, if I could speak to the younger version of me right now, the passion that you have for being in here tonight, let that draw you in. Yeah. Let it draw you in. Let God draw you into this. I'm serious. Because I would have been able to avoid jail, prison, several overdoses. Who knows what my life would look like right now? It would look a whole lot different. It'd look a whole lot better, I would imagine, as far as material wealth goes, and success, and status, status, and stuff like that. Guys, I'm 40 years old, and I didn't get clean until I was 32 and a half, and it was because I was in jail and I ran smack dead into the woods. Because I was always the one that said, I'll wait until I die to get saved. I'll wait. Well, he used those words for me. He said, okay, is that how you really feel? I stuck a needle in my arm. Next thing I know, I'm in the woods, face down, crying out to God. If you're really real, like people tell me you are, please let me live. Because I actually want a chance at this. I want to do anything better than what I'm doing. Being homeless, stuck in the gutters and trap houses, peeking out windows, in jail, you name it, I've been a part of it. Yeah. And I'm not proud to say that. But I am proud to say that God has delivered me out of that. Amen. And if it wasn't for him, and if he wasn't real, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. So if you feel like he's speaking to you about something right now through somebody, he is. Amen. He is. And it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he does love you. Yeah. Because he cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. We think there's all these questions in life and what's going on. Why this? Why that? Why is this happening? Why is that? Well, it's simple. It's the choice that he's given us. Free will. Yeah. So I get to choose. God in this moment, into the next moment, to the next moment, that passion to drive, or not. And it's not as always simple as it, and clear as it is that. It's really not. So I, I do want to share this with Amen. you guys. The Bible, the Bible says the enemy attacks the strongholds of our minds. 
And that's exactly what he wants to do, is divide us from ourselves. Divide us from the work of God. Divide us from each other. Divide us from our family. Divide us from our friends. Divide us from Jesus. So please, if you don't hear anything else, you hear my brother speaking when he's speaking on passion, he's speaking on the righteousness of God, he's speaking on love. If you hear nothing else tonight, know he loves you and he's walking with you, whether you're going through hell or not. This life ain't easy. It's not. We don't have to understand why it's not easy. All we gotta do is understand God. Mm-hmm. And understand you, for it. you gotta fan the flame. Let me tell you something. You need you need to fan fan each other's flame. Yeah. You know why the Bible says when two walk together against what? There's hell. For each other. Except for each other. Thank you for letting me come tonight, but, but let me encourage you. You know what, you guys you men here, you young men here today, I believe, I believe some things, the, the move of God is happening all around the world. And um, now I'm older, a lot older you guys, but I don't want to miss it. Amen. it you know, it, I don't want to miss it. Uh, you know, I'm getting reports from Uganda. I'm getting reports from, from uh, of course, around the Christian college Secular colleges, Texas A&M, they have a huge move of God there. Let me tell you something, God's sovereign. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I want to go. God's sovereign. So we don't realize that God can move. He, he can move whenever he wants to. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People have been praying. Mm-hmm. One of the a men I was on staff with, he's in heaven now, uh, years ago. And we'd pray. We'd pray on... Uh, Tuesdays, and we had this place up under the balcony of the church, and we get in there and we pray together. And he had been praying for almost sixty years. Him and his wife, they, they pray every morning. He, in fact, he said, "You didn't travel the world in prayer." But he, he would say, he, "Him and her, him and his wife, been praying for a, an awakening, pouring of God poured out of Spirit for all those years." And he said to us, with tears in his eyes running down his face. He said, listen, if I'm not here and God really moves in a powerful way, I still want you to, it's mine. Yeah. I pray for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to experience it. But what he's saying is we don't know what we're going to be a part of, but be grateful for what God's doing anywhere yeah. and everywhere. Amen. Because if you'll be grateful for what God's doing in other places, then you are candidate. Yeah. For a great yeah. blessing in your life, yeah. gentlemen. Thank you for allowing me to come, Matthew. Thank you for yeah. inviting me. Uh, Before we close, we usually always uh, come around, lay hands, and pray for whoever comes and speaks well, or you. shares. And thank you. That'll be all right with you. Uh, we're not. I'm not. We're not. Um, these have had strongholds of our minds. Um, this is going to be oversharing very personal for just 30 seconds. Um, so our voice, 